Yeah, it's rewind time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rewind Time. Now, if you didn't listen to last episode, last episode was entirely about video games. This episode is entirely about movies. Just to balance things out, we'll return to normal soon. But today is an idea I have been working on all of summer, technically. Which is, I'm going to review 32 different movies. They're not going to be very in-depth reviews, obviously, but just talk about them. Because over the summer, I made a goal just to watch as many movies that I've never seen before for the first time over the summer. I ended up watching 32 of them, and I've made a list. And I'm just going to read them out in order of when I watched them and give a short review. First one, Back to the Future. So, this is one that it's kind of weird that I've never seen before. Because it's just one of those movies that everyone talks about, but somehow... I hadn't seen it, so I started the summer out with it just to make sure that I would see it and wouldn't just push it to the side. And I liked it. I'm <laughs> For the, some of these earlier in the summer movies, it's going to be hard for me to remember everything about them. It was different than what I thought it would be because I know... When I think Back to the Future, I think 2015. So it's weird that this isn't that movie where they go to 2015. That's what I was expecting the whole time and throughout the whole entirety of the movie I just kept thinking, so when are they going to go to 2015? And it never happened, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> is it one of my favorite movies? No. Is it a really good movie? Yes. It is a classic that everyone should watch, so even if you don't end up absolutely loving it, which I really liked it, I'd give it a really like, <laughs> then you, sh- you should just watch it. The time traveling is just a really interesting concept to me. And I love 80s movies, so 80s and time traveling just it makes sense. <laughs> Speaking of 80s movies, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This is one that has been on my radar for a while to watch. Just with a title like that, how can you not? I love horror movies, and specifically horror B movies, so this seemed like a perfect fit. And, uh, I, okay, so the people who don't watch a lot of 80s movies or don't watch a lot of horror movies, they would like this because it's weird and unique, but to someone like me, it's just another 80s horror movie. It's, you know, I've seen, when you see, like, well, Leprechaun's 90s, this is a bad example, but, like, once you've seen Leprechaun, you've kind of seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is cheesy, it knows it's cheesy, and it's a good movie, but... I don't know. I just feel like it's like, yeah, I've I've seen this. (laughs) It wasn't as unique, I guess, as I was imagining. But I still enjoyed it. I liked the clowns, the cotton candy, just everything. The whole circus theme was pretty interesting. But I expected it to be a lot worse than I imagined. In a good, like, so bad it's a good way. But really, it was just kind of (laughs) good. Well, hit the microphone with my head. <laughs> Alright. Chef. From 2014. This is going on my favorite movies list. I love it. <laughs> it's a weird movie that I didn't think I'd end up liking, but I did. I only watched Chef because of the meme. <laughs> and I didn't actually know that it would be a good movie. 
it's a comedy, but it's also kind of a feel-good movie. It's about a guy who has a restaurant, and then he gets fired from his restaurant. Well, he quits his restaurant, I guess. And then he opens up a food truck with his son and friend. And it's just following this guy's life. He's, he's a funny guy. So it is a comedy, but it's kind of like a, you know, in Forrest Gump. I mean, I'm not saying like the chef and Forrest Gump are both stupid. Chef isn't a stupid guy. But in Forrest Gump, it's just Forrest Gump is funny. The movie isn't funny, but Forrest himself is funny. In this movie, it's not really like a funny movie, but all the characters are funny. So in that sense, it is a comedy. It's really good. <laughs> you should watch it. I, I don't know if I just confused you there. But that's... Ah, it's just so good. It's John Favreau plays the chef, and he also directs the movie, I believe, right? Yeah, okay. I have, I have it pulled up on my phone. Super good. It's weird how such a good movie like this just goes unnoticed mostly i mean maybe there is a huge chef fandom i don't know about but <laughs> there should be if there isn't one next movie ma this is an experience i don't even i don't even know how to start with ma doesn't oh wow okay <laughs> so you can't you can't see this because it's audio but I have this move. I'm each movie I have pulled up on my phone, and I just saw that this only had a 2.6 on Letterbox. That's criminal. <laughs> I love this movie. I already want to watch it again. Even I guess it has been a while, but it's about a lady named Sue Ann, and she buys some kids alcohol because they want it, and. Then she invites them to her house. And it just gets progressively weirder because she keeps inviting them to her house. And she gets mad at them when they don't come to her house. And she's just like, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. She's a stalker. It's hard to explain without getting into spoilers because everyone has connections to Sue Ann. Sorry about the phone. Uh but, um, yeah, I'm just, it's a w weird thing. I, it, a lot of these movies is going to be hard for me to explain without giving spoilers. Because Ma, the whole horror element, comes with the twist. So it doesn't sound like a scary movie yet. But then once you understand the twist, then it is. But it's good. It's, is it, yeah, it's about an hour, 40 minutes. So it's a shorter one. But it feels like it goes on forever. <laughs> What is not a short movie? A Clockwork Orange. I love The Shining. So another... Is this a horror movie, though? It is kind of a horror movie. By Stanley Kubrick. I know I would like, and I did. It's definitely not a for-everyone movie, but it's a dreamlike movie about a group of gangsters called the Droogs in London. <sighs> it's one of those spoil movies. It's one of those movies I can spoil. Okay. Well, it, it says this in the description, so therefore it is not a spoiler. One of the guys gets caught in... It, he's part of a 
brainwashing experiment to like brainwash him into hating violence and crime so he won't do it again. So it's kind of like two movies. Like the first half of the movie is the Drugs just going around being Drugs and breaking into people's houses and stuff. The second half of the movie is all about the guy that is having the brainwash experiment, Alex. So it's kind of like you're watching a Clockwork Orange 1 and 2, where this movie's insanely long, and it's just like two different movies, one that's kind of a horror, one that's a science fiction. It's really interesting. It's shot in the classic Stanley Kubrick dreamlike style, where it just you're being mesmerized by it. It's completely weird. <laughs> and it's just, it depends on the person on if you're going to like it or not, but I loved it. Definitely not like The Shining, though. I guess it kind of is in the weirdness, but. Not really. Um, my throat's already hurting, so I have to take a lot of drinks. This is the thing with filming a podcast alone. I don't get to stop talking and let someone else talk, so I just go on and on, and then it hurts. Well, we don't have time for that, because we have the next movie Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Not the 1954 Godzilla, not the 1956 Godzilla King of the Monsters. Not the 2014 Godzilla, not the 1999 Godzilla. <gasps> the 2019 Godzilla. There have been so many movies either called Godzilla or Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's, it hurts my brain. <laughs> this one, it, I went into it thinking for sure I would hate it because... In 2014, Godzilla, I hated and still hate. <laughs> and Kong School Island, I just thought was meh. So I thought, okay, for sure I'm, I'm going to hate this one, but I'll go to the theaters just so I can say I saw a Godzilla movie in theaters. And I don't regret it because somehow this was good. And I don't know if there's something wrong with me because the same night I also rewatched Pixels and thought it was good. But I... I haven't I already reviewed this movie? Wait, yeah, I, I have talked about it on the podcast before. In the pilot episode, I think. Anyway, I'll talk about it again. It was alright. <laughs> it was good. I like... I like seeing the monsters in this new design style. Godzilla looks ugly, but the rest of them look good. Especially Ghidorah, aka Monster Zero. And I thought that was a nice touch that they call the Monster Zero again in this movie. So... I don't know, maybe the King Kong vs. Godzilla movie has potential, but really i just like to see another Toho Godzilla movie, because those are always good. Maybe not, but a lot of the times. After 30-something, you just, you have a few duds, but majority are good. What was also good? <gasps> Anchorman. Anchorman. It's one of those movies I don't remember that much of. Will Ferrell movie. I've seen a lot of Will Ferrell movies. So, out of the Will Ferrell ranking, somewhere pretty high. It's, it's kind of... I don't know. <laughs> I might just move on. I don't know what to say about it. It's funny. It's a Will Ferrell movie. At this point, they just kind of all blend together as, yep, that's Will Ferrell. But I liked it. And uh, I think a lot of people will. I'm trying to remember a lot of the movie. Uh, what happens, what happens, what happens? 
Nothing. My brain dead. <laughs> Sorry about moments like this. So I'll, I guess I'll just... I'll move on to the next movie. Night School. Night School was bad. <laughs> it took me a while getting into the summer... Until I, f I knew eventually I'd hit a bad movie. And this one was it. Looked funny in the commercials. But there's no way to describe this movie other than not funny. Kevin Hart has to go back to school. And then that's it. There's some other people in his class. And you know. They're weird. <laughs> it's just not funny. I don't. I can't explain it for <laughs> don't watch it. Just don't. I'm sad now. Okay, Terminator. Terminator, another movie that somehow I haven't seen but wanted to see. My original goal for the summer was to just watch all these, like, famous movies that I hadn't seen before. But that, I just didn't. <laughs> Terminator is kind of the last popular movie I saw over the summer. I, I expected it to be, like, in my top five movies. And it wasn't that. I thought it was super good, though, and I can't wait to watch Judgment Day. Haven't got around to it yet, but I will watch it eventually. But the Terminator is just awesome. In, I just, I don't know what to say other than that. The scene where he's just the, the, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm going to get hate in the comments, in the iTunes reviews. Oh yeah, it's on iTunes now. My podcast is on iTunes now. I'm going to get hate in the reviews for not knowing the name of the robot, like what he is when he is, what, what they call it when his skin is off, but, uh. Super creepy when that's there. It almost turns into a horror movie for the final scenes. But I, I liked it. Is it one of my favorite movies like I thought it would be? No. Am I going to watch it every now and then because it was super good? Heck yeah. Okay. John Wick. This movie I enjoyed thoroughly. Because it's a movie, well, normally I don't like these kind of movies, but this one ended up being super good. It's just the, like, mindless, not a lot of dialogue, not a lot of story. I mean, it's there, but just action. And normally I don't like those kind of movies because it's just boring to me when there's no real story to it. But this one had enough story to where it was interesting to me. And enough action to where it's just awesome. I mean, John Wick is awesome. That is the reason you watch this movie. Sure, the story's there and it's good. But you watch it because John Wick is awesome. And that's... That's... Amazing. <laughs> it's not as good as John Wick 2, which I also watched during the summer. But we'll get to that later. Next movie. This one I watched on a car ride. Horror of Dracula. Now, if you guys don't know about this, it's a Hammer film. What a Hammer film is, it's a company ca called Hammer. 
And in the 50s, 60s, I think 70s, they remade a lot of the universal classic monster movies like Dracula and Frankenstein. This is the first Dracula movie out of like 18 billion. I really enjoyed it. I don't think I like the original Dracula better. But this movie, Von Helsing is just cool. He's he's like the vampire slayer John Wick. <laughs> In the original movie, Von Helsing's just kind of like a crazy old guy who somehow knows about vampires. In this movie, he's like Simon Belmont of the movie world. He's just cool. You don't see Dracula a lot in this movie. Instead, it's the girls that he just turns into vampires. But it's it's kind of a charm to it. Like, Dracula is like this elusive final boss that you rarely see. <laughs> but I'm excited to see the sequels. I, don't, I hope they're as good. But the thing with Hammer that I've heard about is the sequels normally are good. But I'd like to finish the Universal series before... I move on to the Hammer series. The only reason I ended up watching this one was because it was one of the few DVDs I had for a car ride that I haven't seen yet. Definitely recommend it if you're into classic horror movies. Especially if you're just wanting to get into classic horror movies. Because this one's in color and it has music and stuff. So it's not too old to where some people might just not want to watch it. But it's And it's modern enough to where it's, it's still good to an audience who's used to that. But it's also classic enough to where you'll still get that classic feel so it's a good entry-level film to people who for some reason just don't like movies that are black and white or something it's just it's an overall good movie for that okay next movie talked about this one on a podcast before so i won't talk about it long Scary movie. It was good. That's all I'm going to do. I've talked about it before. Go watch the first episode if you're so curious, okay? Gosh, don't bully me. Another Will Ferrell movie, Semi-Pro. Now, I know nothing about sports, especially basketball. So I didn't think I'd like this movie, but I did. Because Will Ferrell is funny. A lot of people don't agree with that statement. But it's just... I like him. So I ended up liking this movie. Will Ferrell is a basketball team manager before the NBA is created. Then when the NBA is created, his team has to prove that they are actually good to get on the team and to get in the NBA and not just vanish into existence. So, Will Ferrell tries some crazy methods to make sure that he gets in the NBA with his team. And it's just, it's funny, the methods he tries, like crazy costumes and a song, and it's, it's good. (laughs) Real in-depth reviews from Carson Holstein. I know you guys are enjoying these. How long have I been recording, by the way? Because I don't, I feel like I've been going too quickly. So you know what? My throat hurts. I feel like I'm going too quickly. Let's take a moment right now to hear our sponsored messages. And you should check out those sponsors because they'll help out me and them and me. So if you want better quality podcasts and you want them to keep going on, just support the sponsors. Starting with TubeBuddy. 
If you are a YouTuber out there like me or someone who wants to be a YouTuber, then let me tell you about this beautiful, beautiful thing, TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is an extension that I have used for a long time before they even sponsored this, alright? So this is coming from someone who genuinely uses and loves TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a browser extension or app, the browser extension is the one I prefer, that will help you manage and grow your YouTube channel. Now, TubeBuddy gives you many tools and methods on how to grow your channel, how to get your videos more views, more subscribers, and they also have a YouTube channel where they give you tips and video form. It's really, really useful. Now, TubeBuddy, one of, one of many features they have that I like is that when you upload your video, it has a checklist. And this checklist will tell you things such as add tags to your description, title length, maybe your title is too long or too short. And it'll either be blank if you don't have that thing, red if your title is too long, or green if it is a perfect title. So it helped you grow in that sense that it literally tells you how good your different title, description, playlist, whatever is. And if you have all green on your video, good. Another thing, my Dr. Phil video, my Dr. Phil the movie is one of the recent videos I uploaded. After the first week, that video was stuck at 40 views. No one else was watching it, right? So I go to TubeBuddy, and this is a something that you can only get on the browser extension. And they have this tag tool where it will, rent, it will rate your tags. You can click on a tag, and it will tell you on a scale of 1 to 100 how good that tag is. So I went through my tags, and anything that was under 50... I got rid of and put a new tag, and now that video is gaining around 10 views a day. So it dramatically helped that video. And this is all free! It's all free! There's literally no reason you should not be using TubeBuddy, alright? If you're listening to this, and you make YouTube videos, and you don't have TubeBuddy, what are you doing? So you can go to TubeBuddy.com slash rewind, and you can get TubeBuddy for free. Or you can buy the premium subscription or whatever. They have different prices, different tiers that all have more and more features. So you can go to TubeBuddy, you can create your free account, or a paid account, preferably. And you're not only helping out the podcast, but you are helping you grow your channel. So once again, go to TubeBuddy.com slash rewind, and start your TubeBuddy account today. Man, I hope you guys like those sponsored messages, because I certainly did. So, we're just going to get right back into the movies. Next on the list... Action Point. This movie gets a lot of hate, and I really liked it. It is a Johnny Knoxville movie. came out in 2018. Real stunts in the movie. Everything he does, he actually gets hurt. And I thought it was good. I, I don't know why everyone hates it. This, I guess the advertising really advertised the whole real stunts part. And even though there are real stunts, they're not really that good. But I thought it was funny and had a good story. It's just, I don't know. I just, I don't get the hate. The only reason I see people hating it is because they expected more extreme stunts. And I mean, there were stunts where he got a ton of bad injuries. But you don't, it doesn't, you don't, yeah, blah, blah, can't speak. You don't really see the injuries on camera. It's, my PlayStation is going off right now and it's listening to what I say. I'm haunted. It's a good movie. I think everyone should give it a shot, even if they don't think they're going to like it because of the reviews. 
it's definitely worth a chance. Next one, Won't You Be My Neighbor? The only documentary I watched over the summer. And this one is kind of weird for me because I didn't grow up with Mr. Rogers. But I watched this documentary and it made me feel like I did. (laughs) He's just such a nice guy and I feel like this documentary wasn't all it was hyped up to be. But it was definitely a really good one. Um, it's not much to say about it, really. It's exactly what it, you'd think it would be. It's a documentary about Mr. Rogers and his life and specifically the show. It's good. I don't think it's the best documentary ever made good, but it's really good. The Bucket List. This is a movie that's for some reason no one's heard of. It's got Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson in it. And it is one of my new favorite movies. Probably in my top ten. It's about Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Their characters get stuck in a hospital together because they both have serious diseases and not long left to leave. So, leave, live, not long left to live. So they decide to fulfill their bucket list together. It's really... Parts of it are kind of a feel-good movie. Jack Nicholson's kind of a jerk in this movie. And that's his character until he ends up being friends with Morgan Freeman. But it's super interesting. It's heartwarming at times. It's funny at times. And it's... I think everyone should see it. It's really a gem... It just no one's heard of, apparently. I'm looking to the ratings right now just because I'm curious. 3.2 is criminally low. I just, I don't know. I, I feel saddened that everyone hasn't seen this movie. I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if I've seen a Morgan Freeman movie other than that. And the only, I haven't seen that many Jack Nicholson movies. So I can't really compare it to their other performances. So maybe that's why people don't like it. Because they act different. But I don't know. It's pretty good to me. It does go pretty fast in the beginning. I will say that. uh, That's really my only complaint with it. Next movie. That is water going through the pipe that I am sitting next to. Robin Hood. Men in Tights, a Mel Brooks movie I haven't seen. I love Spaceballs. I love Young Frankenstein. And now, I love this one. I've never seen a Robin Hood movie besides the Disney one, so I can't really say how much I, the par- how good the parodying is. But out of the three Mel Brooks movies I've seen, it's my least favorite, but, you know, there's no... Well... It's, it's, I was going to say a bad Mel Brooks movie is still a really good movie, but I've heard Dracula Dead and Loving it's pretty bad, but I haven't seen it, so I can't verify that. It was good. I just like the other two more. It's funny. There's a lot of fourth wall breaking jokes, as you'd expect from Mel Gibson. Did I some Mel Brooks, not Mel Gibson. Characters are good, clever, funny. 
It's not everyone's style of humor, as with all Mel Brooks movies. It's kind of the best way I can describe it is visual puns. Stuff that would seem too obvious to joke about, but then they do. It's it's just it's my style of comedy. It's not everyone's, but it is mine. Also, the song's pretty good. We've made it to John Wick 2, and it's just John Wick 1 with improvements. Like I said, I love the first John Wick. This one I liked a lot more. I, is it longer? Because I feel like it's... Oh yeah, it's longer. Not by that much, but it is a longer movie. Felt like it goes on a while. Lots of action. The action scenes, I feel, are better in this one. I'm excited to see John Wick 3, although I haven't yet. I feel like this is the movie that... And I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say there. I don't know what my point was going to be. That's a thing. I do this podcast in one take, so if if my brain just dies in the middle of it, oh well, it's in there. (laughs) I'm going to move on now. The Dark Knight. This is one of those, quote, greatest movie ever's that I was going to watch during the summer. I see why everyone loves this movie. A lot of people say Harvey Dent's story is boring. I don't think so. Joker, clearly the best part in this movie. He's a super interesting character. He's entertaining. Action in this movie is good. It is just so good. It's not my favorite crime movie because my favorite crime movie is Science of the Lambs. But it is a pretty good one. I understand now why a lot of people put it up there with all these amazing movies. I've barely seen any superhero movies and you know some people don't think batman's a superhero i don't i'm not here to judge that but it is a good movie i didn't know if i would like it i seen the original batman movie the tim burton one i thought it's pretty good but I, i wasn't blown away by it this one i was blown away by i didn't think i'd like it and i did I like Alfred in the movie. He's a good character. Harvey Dent's a good character. Batman's a good character. Joker is an amazing character. The opening scene with the bank robbery was just cool. It's it's just... It's cool! <laughs> it's like, kind of like John Wick to me, but with a better story and longer. It... Man. I just love it. That's a movie everyone should see. I've said that with a few movies here, but it's definitely true. Ooh, this one I don't like. Dumbo. The new Dumbo. The original is good. This one is just... Bleh. Danny DeVito is the only good thing about it. <laughs> the rest of the movie is just Dumbo, but the animals don't talk, so it's more boring. And it's live action, because why not? Just take out the magic from it, I guess. <laughs> it's just so predictable. I mean, it's... God, I don't like it! It's bad. I'm not excited to see any of the other Disney remakes. I knew I wouldn't like it going into it, but my mom wanted to watch it, and I watched it with her. I don't, I don't like it. The CGI was good. I mean, when you have Disney money, you can make the CGI good. But I don't really care how good the CGI is if this movie's bad. 
They just don't change anything. You go in expecting for there to be change. And they do change a lot that's different from the original movie. I'm not going to lie and say it's word for word. But what they do change, I just don't care about. I really don't. Danny DeVito puts a good performance as the ringmaster, but he's not in there much, so why does it matter? The animals should have talked. They don't. I don't like it. No, sir. I don't like it. Dinner for Schmucks. I forgot I even watched this movie until I read this. It was good. <laughs> it's going to be one of those movies where I just say it's good. Um, I like the acting in it. I like Barry. This movie doesn't have a lot of good reviews. But it reminded me of Cable Guy in a way. Where the character is just kind of weird. And the plots of Cable Guy in this movie are basically... Weird person follows normal person. They end up being friends, even though in a kind of weird person's kind of creepy. Similar to that, I like Cable Guy. I like this. My brain, my brain is weakening as we speak. As I speak, you're not speaking. I am. <laughs> Might have to end this soon because I'm dying. Anyway, ooh, Conjuring. Conjuring was really good. I got interested for a while about the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. And I have talked about this movie before, so I won't go too into it. Because I could talk about this movie for a long time. It was really good. It's creepy. It's based on a true story. And at first you can kind of believe that. Like, oh yeah, I guess a coincidence could happen and the clocks get set. That could seem like something that was true. But then like the possession and stuff is just like, oh, okay, how true is this? <laughs> But it's a good it's a good movie, you know. Even if it's not real at all, then it's it's a good story. It's creepy. It's a good. I feel like it's a good beginner horror movie to where it's not too bad to where someone who hasn't seen a horror movie before would uh, like get terribly scared by it because it's not that bad. But it's also it's a really good horror movie. So I feel like it's a good entry level horror film. <laughs> talk about another Conjuring movie with a brief interruption from Roger Rabbit. This one I technically seen before, but remembered zero about, and I really liked it. The plot of the actual movie itself, I just didn't find too interesting. Maybe I feel like I need to watch it again, just to give it another shot. I really like the animation part of it. I just the story I wasn't that intrigued by. But it is cool to see the blend of animation in real life. And I feel like it's something that should be done more often. I mean, now there is that, but it's all 3D animation. But a cartoon in real life is just something It's really cool. I think this movie would have, if it had a sequel, it would have been a really good sequel. So, filmmakers, if you just, you know, want to make a 30-year-later sequel... You know, 30 years isn't that long, so it's, you know, you could still do that. <laughs> I enjoyed the animation. Plot could have been a little better, but whatever. It's cool to look at. <laughs> Next movie. Annabelle, which is 
the move, the second movie in the Conjuring series, but Conjuring Two is like the third. It's weird order of movies and titling, but it's technically the second movie. Annabelle was in the first Conjuring, which I found weird because I didn't know if she would be. I didn't like Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle and the Boy were both doll movies. I thought would be cool, but they weren't. <laughs> I've been desperate to find a good doll movie. Chucky was good, but that's just because it was funny. The boy was really boring. Annabelle was just kind of boring. I don't know if it's worth all it was hyped up. Okay, never mind. I thought everyone loved this film, but I just pulled up their views and it's got a 2.2. So never mind. I'm in the majority here. But I thought I would like it. I just want to find a doll movie that's scary. I'm going to keep trying, though. I'll watch Robert. That's another one I need to see. Another doll movie I need to see. Maybe Robert's scary. So, my quest continues. Next movie. Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this could be a so bad it's good movie. There were some moments I laughed at that I wasn't supposed to. But to most people, I think, would just find this movie bad. I only laughed at it because I have a weird sense of humor for bad movies. To the average person, I don't think you're going to laugh at it. It's charming. I like the kind of slapstick cartoon effects they put in there. But, um... It's not good. Songs especially. The songs are just terrible. <laughs> Nice try, though. I like it. I like the scenery. It's just, uh... I don't know how to explain it. It's just weird. It's just very weird. But what isn't weird? Rocky. This is... Okay, okay, okay. I watched three Rocky movies this summer, and I'll just talk about them all at once. Because they are so good. I think it is a perfect trilogy. I haven't seen the other... Rocky movies yet, but these three so far, perfect. Rocky 1, great movie. Rocky 2, great movie. Rocky 3, great movie. The ending to the first Rocky, kind of disappointing. Not going to spoil it. Rocky 2, it's a, uh, it's Rocky 2. It felt like a, <laughs> felt like a perfect continuation. I don't know how else they would have done it, but they did. And it worked. Rocky 3 was just awesome. That movie, I felt like Rocky was a little different than how Rocky was in the first two movies. He's a little, uh, he's just kind of different personality. I don't know how else to explain it. But seeing him fight Hulk Hogan and Mr. T in one movie was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I couldn't have, <laughs> I didn't know I wanted that until I saw it. But I'm going to save my thoughts on these because once I've seen all five, all six Rocky movies and the two Creed movies, I want to make that a topic on a future episode where I just review them all there in depth. So I'm not going to talk much more about them. So I'm going to move on to Half-Baked. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Like the man on the couch. Man on the couch. Funny character. Funny. Funny joke. Funny. My brain's kind of 
blacking out on what happened in this movie. I don't remember it that much. The thing with reviewing 32 movies in a row, I've discovered, is that your brain just gets confused on what movies, what goes on. <laughs> don't worry, you've only got a few left and then you won't have to deal with me anymore. Titanic. Titanic was good, better than I thought. It's the, the love story part of it wasn't that interesting. What was more interesting and just kind of sad about this movie was that it was one thing if this movie wasn't real and was just a fictional story. But when you're watching the Titanic sink and people jump off of it as it's sinking and stuff, it hits a lot harder because you know that it actually happened that way. It's... Well, I mean, obviously there's no footage, but I feel like it's an accurate portrayal of what happened. And apparently the character Jack is pretty accurate because the, the real one sued the director. But I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. So if if you're thinking like, oh, I'm not going to like this, it's just a love story. Yeah, that's part of it. But seeing like what the Titanic was in the first half, like this big ship and... All these, you know, this fancy stuff, and it's this huge event that people are going on it. And the second half, just seeing what happened to it, the whole movie is interesting when you think about it in that perspective. And just having that this was all real in the back of your mind makes it even more of an impactful movie. And it was shot perfectly for that. So, definitely watch it if you're skeptical about it. My throat is in deep pain. I've only got two left. Okay. Scary Movie 2. This review is going to be sh pretty short because the opening scene was really funny and then the rest of the movie wasn't. Tim Curry was good in this movie, but he's not in it much. And I feel similarly to Scary Movie 4, they just put all the best scenes at the very beginning to make you think that it's going to be a good movie. And then when it ends up being bad. You only keep watching it. Because the beginning part was good. And you're hoping that there's another scene like it. And then there just isn't. I I've ranked the scary movies. Scary movie 1 is best. 4 second. 2 third. And then I haven't seen. 3. And 5 yet. But um. It's disappointing. <laughs> I really like the exorcist scenes. It's just funny seeing a priest do things that priests wouldn't do. But, they, they, I don't know. They have talent because they direct scenes like that, and then the rest of the movie is just lazy. I don't get it. It's like, I, I think the directors just want a cash grab. I really do. And they have talent to make something funny because the opening scenes to all these movies are. But they just, they give up on it really quick. Gladly, I ended on a at least okay movie. <laughs> ended my summer on an okay movie. Long shot. It was alright. It's about a girl who wants to be president, but then she also likes Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounded weird out loud. Seth Rogen marrying a president. Anyway. It's about, it's kind of like American President, where it's like, if you date this man, you cannot, it will not look good on your campaign, because publicity, but she wants to date Seth Rogen anyway. It's alright, it's funny, at times, but 
kind of just boring. And feels weird just to end the episode on that. I will say I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so look forward to that in the next episode. Really excited for the next episode because it'll get back to normal. And this podcast is now on iTunes, by the way. Should have said that at the beginning. But if you're listening to this on YouTube, which I think you should. I like YouTube. (laughs) If you're listening to this on YouTube or Anchor and you want to move over to iTunes, you can go ahead and do that now. I didn't think it would be approved for iTunes, but it was. If you think I should put the podcast on any other platforms, let me know. I don't plan on it unless I get enough requests. Because I think what it's on right now is enough. But just let me know. I'd love your feedback on these podcasts. I'm really enjoying doing them. So I hope you're enjoying listening to them. I know people are, so that's a good thing. But if you could let me know either by hitting a like or a dislike or letting a comment, that would further confirm if you guys enjoy this or not. If you leave a review or a nice comment, then I will read them on this episode. Not this episode. Dang it. Any episode. If you leave a review or a comment, I will read it and I will give you a shout out, whatever you want. I've already got a five star rating on iTunes, which is nice. So rate it five stars if you haven't already or rate it one star if you don't like it. I don't care. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed. I'll speak with you Bleh. I'll speak with you again on next time.